Hello, my name is Quan of the Comeback Spot. This is the War Report, where we discuss AEW, NXT, and anything else we want to talk about. Usually, Cyrus does the info, the intro. However, he's on assignment, being a family man. He's uh, going to family members' wedding, so he'll be sitting this one out. However, we got a special guest in the building. Um, well, not the building. Through the Zoom call. We have a special guest through the Zoom call. Um, you may have seen him on the Stay Busy podcast. Uh, you might have seen some of his work with Vibe. You may have seen him at the at the SummerSlam presser or any other wrestling uh <laughs> any any other wrestling events you can you can see him at. Um man, Armand, welcome to the show, man. Man, it's it's good to be back. Um, the War Report is always an enjoyable listen. It's always good to be here, man. Um, I don't I don't get to talk NXT or AEW too much verbally, so it's uh it's always fun, especially with you, man. So thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was looking at your bio on on Vibe on the Vibe website. Okay, you're, you're from you're from Jersey. Yeah, man, born and raised. I, I, I didn't know you were from Jersey. All my all my family's in Jersey. Yeah, you're up North Jersey. I'm South Jersey, but yeah. all my family's out there. That's cool. I didn't know that. All yeah, right. man. Yeah. What, what's your um? What's your Wawa go to? Oh man, I haven't been to Wawa in like oh man a couple years. But damn, let me try to think. I think I think I would do. I think I would do the chicken cheese steak. Mm. Um, with hella toppings like lettuce, tomatoes. Fuck, I don't. I I really. It's been it's been a couple years, so I really don't remember the exact order. But I was. I remember there was one summer me and my boys discovered Wawa. We would just get high and drive to Wawa and like get the sandwiches, get the get the milkshakes, everything. Like Wawa is the shit. I, I haven't been in a minute. You you might have inspired me to go. Sure, you should definitely go. I don't know how prevalent it is up kind of north North Jersey, but South Jersey. Wawa's like literally everywhere. Um, for anybody who's a listener in New England, it's the equivalent of like a Cumberland Farms or something like that. But yeah, I, I don't get to go to Jersey a lot to see my family anymore, mm-hmm. just because you know, like life and stuff. But like every time we go, first first thing we, I'll say what's up to the family. But I gotta go mm-hmm. eat. I'm gonna go hit the Wawa real quick. I've been getting the same things as I was like a kid. I would get like an Italian on you know, Italian on a roll or whatever, or turkey, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> If y'all ever see, if anybody listening to this, you've never been to a Wawa, you got to go once. Uh, it's top tier gas station food. It is. I'll put I'll put it up there. With, I mean, I haven't. You probably you've been more places than I have. I I'll put it up there with <laughs> any other uh, gas station <laughs> establishment. It's, I've heard it's up there. Like, from... I, I heard people say like Bucky's or whatever or, or whatever the fuck uh-huh. down south, but. Why why was up there for me just because anytime I travel, I'm not really eating gas station food too much. You had catered events. You did you different man, now. That's a different type of bag know, now. You know, man, <laughs> I, I I gotta I gotta give a lot of love to the WWE. They be them and it's them and the the arenas and stadiums that they have the events at. Like yeah, um Ford Fields food in the suite was great. The food at MSG was great. Um you know, so shout out to them for knowing where to go and for the caterers for for blessing it for sure. See, I want to go to. I have never been to a, a stadium show for WWE. I've only been to like arena shows, so I really mm-hmm. want to do that. I remember uh, last week when you were on um, a show, 
you guys were talking about y'all never seen a cash in live i do got that one up on y'all i have seen a cash in live i saw bailey win the money in the bank and then cash in the money in the bank so that's got, got a that good up. one too that's a dog, really good one to see dog. The loudest pop I've ever heard in person, by far. It was by far oh the loudest God. pop I've ever heard. I've been, and I've been to a good amount of shows. That's easily the loudest pop I've ever been a part of. I can, was, I can imagine. That was because I think, yeah, it was just the perfect moment. Like Becky yeah, that defending was, twice, Charlotte, awesome. uh, Lacey screwing her. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> damn. That's a good one. That's a Dog, good one. <laughs> that was, it was awesome, man. And that was the same night Brock screwed over Mustafa Ali on the, on the ladder, too. <laughs> <laughs> crazy crazy show overall i Great, actually watched show. that back recently that was a really good show and that dump of an xl center they get rid of that damn place but um <laughs> anyway i'm gonna try to integrate some uh some vibe and some more of this but like so i was thinking i was earlier briefly i was on like on youtube watching like old mtv spring break videos or whatever and i'm just thinking about like kind of music that kind of defined high school or like this so there's like i think there's like three kind of eras in my life of kind of like the music i, I really appreciate it specifically in the hip-hop sense like yeah i can i can kind of remember the first song i remember as a kid really like oh i kind of fuck with this hip-hop thing like this is really cool and then there's this era of when like in high school they say like that's kind of your where you'll you'll your taste will always be at and kind of where you kind of figure out what you really like, you start maybe venturing into other genres or whatever, and then kind of your taste now, or kind of just like college, or college and after, or whatever. Or as even like even as an adult, like me when I once I turned thirty, it kind of like my what I was looking for in my music kind of changed. So I just wanted to ask yeah. you, like, I didn't, give me three songs to you, like the first one, the first hip hop song you fell in love with. What's yeah. the one that reminds you of like high school age you? And it kind of gave me something now that really defines and like what you look for in hip hop or what you love about hip hop. Uh, I think one more chance. This was what that was. Diddy said, "Was that was that one more was chance?" That Diddy, Remix? yeah, one more chance. That was Diddy, Biggie, uh, One Twelve, and Faith Evans. Am, am I right? No, no. no. Am, am I thinking of um, "I'll Be Missing You"? No, yeah, no. But one more chance was Biggie and fuck. Who was it? One more chance was um. Damn, who was on the hook? That was, was it Ashanti? Ashanti, right? Uh, no, not Ashanti. Ashanti was not I, back I, then. I, I, I gotta look. This no, up. It, it was this a group. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to say it was, it was the Envogue. I don't remember what group it was. Oh my god, I'm gonna go look it up. Biggie and fuck. It was a group. I'm a, I'm was it total. It was total. It was, probably, it was definitely total. total. Okay, I'm tripping. It was definitely I'm tripping. total. I'm bugging. I'm total. Like, nah, Ashanti yes, didn't come out way later after that. N- n- niggas gonna hear this and be like, "Yo, do you work in hip hop?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. Just as a kid, like one more chance. Really, just and it's hip hop R and B kind of hybrid. But I've always loved R and B. I think coming up, I loved one. Too. I remember. I remember a vivid moment. My dad would drive me to preschool, uh, pre K. And he would be playing music he liked, and I would just beg Daddy, yo, play 112, play 112. And then he, he would put the 112 album on. And so I just, I fell in. 112 was probably one of my first yo. favorite acts ever. Before you go any further, this this sounds like some New York, New Jersey bias type, bias type shit. But also, because you said 112, one of the first music videos that I really remember, like really excited to come on, was the only only you video with uh, Mace and Biggie and all that. And I remember they had. Remember they were like. I remember they were like. I think they were in Times Square or somewhere around. Yes. There. And they were in the Jeep. They had these jackets. Them jackets were. I wanted one of those jackets so fucking bad, bro. Absolutely. I wanted yo. Those jackets were so fire, but 
I can only stop you because my my first ever song that I really remember like really really fucking with was all about the Benjamins. It was the first song. Mm. It was the first hip hop song that I really remember like learning the words to like really be like really like I studied that song like. I used to listen to it. Come on, I had two older brothers, so they were really strictly like they was on their bad boy shit. They were like, yeah, that was the hottest shit. But I just remember like that whole bad boy era and aesthetic was so important and like vital to me, like get, embracing hip hop and coming into hip hop. Because like I just remember like the Mariah Carey video when they're like and they're on jet skis and shit and on a, a airplane, <laughs> whatever they were doing, and they were just yeah. like, these guys, these guys are so cool. They're having like so much fun. Like I need. Like, I need to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's kind of the appeal of Bad Boy at the time. They were like, if there was a way to explain it, they're like, that was like WWE. You know what I mean? Like, it was like high production, high, like everything with glitz and glamour, shiny suits and shit. That was like new generation WWF. Like, it was, it didn't feel like whatever WCW was doing where it looked like it was a smoky, smoky room or whatever. It was like this, <laughs> like, laser lights, fireworks. Flat, just flashy shit. But I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off. That just yeah, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. I, <laughs> I, I feel you on that. That was that was, <laughs> that was an amazing video. Amazing time. Like one thing about yeah. Diddy is whatever whatever he had hands in, it was gonna be highly produced. And you know, as much as we people might clown him these days, like his impact on music is I- I- indelible. So yeah, um, I feel you on that. Now, high school. This is this is as when you did said, you graduate? This, when did you graduate? You graduated high school. Work. I graduated 2013. Okay. Yeah. Um, so many directions I could go. I mean, there's so many artists. Like, I, I was in high school in when the blog era really first going, or first got going. Yeah. So there's there's Wiz, there's Drake, there's Wale, there's Mac Miller, there's um, J. Cole was coming up. But I think one song, and I remember Black Print played it a couple weeks ago. Mac Miller, Juicy J, Lucky Ass Bitch. That was my shit. That was my, I remember I was on a trip with like the, the school band because my mom, uh, she was a school nurse. So she was the like assigned nurse for the trip. And so she yeah. brought me on the trip with her and Lucky Ass Bitch came out right around that time. That was my junior year. So this was spring 2012. And I played Lucky Ass Bitch every time I got on the bus, multiple times on the bus. I like started smoking weed at the time. <laughs> so I was, I was high as shit playing that shit. Lucky ass bitch is my absolute shit, man. It was, it was, I, I like every time I hear it, I just, you just feel that sense of euphoria because it brings you back to a time, but then it also, yeah. it's aged well. Like it's still a great song. So yeah, it's got to be lucky ass bitch, Mac Miller, Juicy J. I love that song. I just remember, cause that was around the time where um, Mac had kind of first, was really starting to get a name and they, he tried to go like a, a certain route like it's, it was more mm-hmm. like a, a more i don't want to say it was pop but it was like definitely more radio friendly kind of music he was trying to do yeah. and you could tell it just wasn't really working like that like it, it wasn't him so yeah. I, he kind of he lost me at that time like when blue slide park whatever came out and i just remember like i gave this tape a chance because i think i saw like the features on it it was the macadelic mm-hmm. tape i saw like the features on it and it was like i saw like kendrick and stuff i was like oh, i fuck with kendrick and i saw like mm-hmm. Whoever else was on, I forgot. Um, but I remember when that that specific song that brought me back. I was like, okay, Mac, you back, baby. Right. I love because kids, I love kids. I listen yeah. to kids today. And then at, after that, I was like, he kind of was losing me. But when Lucky Ass Bitch came out, 
You brought me back. I like my guy. This is what this is what I was yeah. waiting for, man. This was it. Yeah, special um, record like that. And Juicy J had like a crazy run at that time too. Yeah, he Juicy was, was going crazy. He was on everything. He was killing everything. It was just like, yeah, like I, I welcome this. And I remember, you know, what was it was like 2005 when Three Six Mafia dropped Stay Fly, and like that they had like a, a peak at that time too. So it was like yeah. I fucked with Juicy. So seeing him pop back out with Mac, I was like, oh, this is fire. Yeah, this is hard. Um. So I, I graduated high school a little bit later than you. I graduated in 2008. So mm-hmm. my my kind of era was like a lot of like Atlanta shit. That's when yeah. trying to even think what was even coming out around that time. That was like Jeezy. That was Gucci. I wasn't really a big Gucci main fan. Like I didn't understand it. Like it wasn't something you heard in Connecticut. It wasn't no mm-hmm. Gucci really. But like it was kind of that era, the snap era. This yeah. I'm a bit I am a, a big I love the snap era. That's that era is special to me. I'm not even sure why, because <laughs> a lot of it wasn't good. But them songs, man, they just brought they just bring me back to such a special time. But like a one song that I could think of that really like was special to me was um I wonder by Kanye. That was my mm. junior year. I remember it came out. It came out September. Either it came out September 11th or September 12th. Cause my birthday is September 12th, so I remember like mm. my girlfriend at the time, who's also the mother of my child. Shout out to Kelly, hey. but like, but um, she bought me graduation for my birthday. I just remember like how excited I was to finally hear. I, I remember I had listened to the Can't Tell Me Nothing mixtape, and I, like I was on Kanye's blog every day. Like that was kind of it, it was like pre blog era, like it was like right when it kind of started off. So I was on Kanye's yeah. blog every day, like looking at what what's Kanye listening to, like what's he got going on. And I remember like. Man, when I heard I Wonder for the first time, I was like, well, this is like, that shit was special, man. That, um, another one, briefly, Mr. Me Too. Mm, <laughs> no, yeah, bro, great record. Great record. Bro, the first time I, it's only happened a few times in my life where I've done this. The first time I heard Mr. Me Too, I think I just played on repeat for an hour. I just looped it. I was like, I'm gonna keep, I, just, <laughs> I played it. I've only done that for like two songs ever. That mm-hmm. and um, Cranes in the Sky. But bro, when Mr. V2 came out, bro, I could I couldn't believe my I never heard anything like that before. Like I couldn't believe my ears. It was just like I don't even know. Right. Yeah. What about your um current current let's say um I don't even know. Last five years. Last five years, one song that defines <laughs> Like my listening, I feel like in the last five years, my music taste has like changed a bit too. Like I don't, my, I, 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 like obviously I listen to a lot of stuff for work, but also for my leisure enjoyment. Um, damn, one song. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with a song that I like really love right now. So uh, these Rock Nation artists put out this mixtape called Humble Souls. So Rock Nation, these like younger artists, there's Ruben Vincent, HD Ben Dope, uh, Kaylin For Real For Real. And there's one song called Love Is A Mixtape. And it's basically paying uh, a homage to the blog era by like using different blog era mixtape titles mm-hmm. to like to like spit game to a girl. So like I actually like posted it on my Instagram okay. story earlier today. Like um, the verse goes, I'll, I'll give a couple lines from the verse. He's like, Friday night lights, cold winter, summertime shootouts in the Bronx, Bronx, we born sinners. I've been on this marathon, 2010 Nipsey. She don't want to beat me up, Scotty, 09 Nikki. 
I got overly dedicated. The work, she started to miss me waiting for the season. I come back like Drizzy. Like it's, 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 it's a whole verse using all these mixtape titles to make clever wordplay and flips to talk about their love for a girl. And like Kaylin kills the hook. Um, And yeah, so that's, that's what I've been listening to a lot lately. And I feel like those artists are like not, they're known in New York area, but they're not nationwide yet but i feel like this would be the song to really take them there so i've been i've been playing that non-stop like i think my girl learned the the words to it because i was playing it so much when we were in miami together so i love i love that you know i love i love when i like i find out about people before everybody else does it's such a it's such a it's such a nerdy thing to really care about but i love the the, i there's been a few people i was super duper early on i'm proud to say i was super early on the weekend i was extremely Mm. early i remember i was telling everyone like yo you gotta listen to this guy you gotta listen to this guy yeah I was fair. I would say I was fairly early on Drake too. Um, I was on his MySpace because you know, I mean, <laughs> anybody who follows my personal Twitter account, you know, I'm a fan of Degrassi and I've been rewatching it. So like, I was already like a fan of him as a person. Like, I was like, oh, it's the black guy on the show that I watched. Or like yeah. the one black person. So I remember I saw it like his. I remember what did I hear first? It was like a um, it was a MySpace freestyle. It was like I think it was I think it was a Swagger Like Us freestyle. Mm. I was like, yo, this is like this is not that bad. I like, hold on, it's not that bad. And I remember like Ransom came out after that, and then um, I think the next joint he did was like, was it Stunton? It might have been Stunton with Wayne. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I remember I heard Ransom, and I heard Stunton. I was like, oh, okay, this guy's good. <laughs> Bro, it was it was so wild because like I I knew of him for a few months, and I was like, yo, I really like this guy. I think this might might be my favorite rapper, but I didn't know what he looked like. So when I found yeah. out he was he was Jimmy from DeGrassi, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Did this nigga what? <laughs> I didn't even know he could do all that. He didn't do that on the show. <laughs> yeah. Bro, yeah. Nah, I, I remember like the fucking re- replacement girl era with Trey Songs, all that comeback season. Oh. Like, well, what a time. What a time, man. Missed those days. <sighs> well, I love talking about hip hop with you. I would I would do it all <laughs> night, but we'd be here for hours and we got some substantial stuff to talk about. I, I don't even, you know what? <laughs> It's, it's, it's substantial it's all, it's all really silly stuff um when you really think about it in the grand scheme of things but uh cm punk he's been in the news a lot <laughs> um this last week um it's really started on a saturday uh after the um collision taping he's you know he's playing around with the crowd or whatever and he kind of makes a comment about hangman page he said he was at walmart went in the toy store toy toy aisle Saw a bunch of Hangman pages over there. He said he wasn't selling shit. You ain't shit. Basically, it was, it was a little jab or whatever. But um, people took it a lot deeper than that, understandably, based off history. And uh, it started a whole firestorm of just news. Um, before we get into all the other stuff, what was your initial reaction to the, the Hangman comments? I mean, I'm not surprised. Like punk is <laughs> punk is going punk is going to let it hang, and TK is going to let him do it. Like. It's it's pretty funny, like, and I, the weirdest thing is I see people on the internet taking sides, and I'm just looking at it out from an outside perspective. It's all funny to me, like, it's it's terrible. I can't believe the company is running this way, but I'm not surprised Punk did it. Punk is not one to hold his tongue, and he already proved niggas like yo, like it, when it comes to fists, like I'm I'm, I'm a whoop your asses too. Yeah, so you know, you know it's like he, he, I'm not gonna check me, so I'm I'm not surprised by it. It was very very funny though. Like it, it's it's just. Uh, more funny things on top of more funny things. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where, like, to be on the mature stance, like, y'all are in your 30s and 40s, y'all are parents. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are y'all are some family men. This is unnecessary. It's dumb as hell. 
but also it's pretty funny I, it, it, as for someone who j- not really a big fan of cm punk and not really a big fan of the elite this is all really mm-hmm. funny and funny stuff to me i just think <laughs> these little back and forth jabs or whatever um so that kind of happens and then we hear you know a couple of days later there's conflicting reports that the hangman page wasn't allowed at rampage to tape a vignette because it was it was around where he lives at so he was just was it was it rampage or collision i'm sorry collision yeah it was collision um there was conflicting rumors that he, they told he came up there and they were like you gotta go buddy um uh, punk said no you're not on the list uh strict strictly for the colliders yeah <laughs> but we don't know if that's true or not that that has been they've gone back and forth on that one so that happened. Then another report comes out about Ryan Nemeth. <laughs> um, people who are not familiar with Ryan Nemeth, that is uh, Dolph Ziggler's little brother. He's worked for AEW for a while now. Usually, like, enhancement stuff. He, he was on Dark a lot with, um, I forgot the stable's name. Doesn't really matter. It was a stable of jobbers. <laughs> and um, at the time of Brawl Out, uh, he had a lot to say. Ryan Nemeth had a lot to say about Punk. What did he call him? Oh, man. He, like, tweeted. Was that him who tweeted something? Ryan tweeted. I forgot what exactly what he said. Like, he's the softest guy alive. I think he he called him the softest man alive or something like that. And uh, (laughs) Punk didn't forget, I guess. (laughs) I guess I'm assuming Ryan Nemeth was booked for a ramp. I'm not sure. Collision. That it seemed like they run a pretty like small crew over it on for collision. It seemed like not, not a lot of people are there because it's usually the mm. same 15 people <laughs> working these shows. So I'm assuming Ryan Nemeth was booked, probably do some enhancement stuff or whatever. And then Punk, you know, pulled up on like, hey, <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> What's up and with Ryan, them Twitter fingers? Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> what you said. And then, um, Ryan Nemeth was just like, nah, I was just trying to get myself over, man. And Punk was like, yeah, don't do that again. You know, mm-hmm. you gave, gave him a little pow-pow, a, l- a little slap on the wrist, like, don't do that again. And then he, allegedly he got kicked out. He wasn't on the show. I can tell you that much. Like, bro, <laughs> when, when I was in the other company, I used to big dog, you your older brother. So you're not going to come yeah, at me like yeah, that. Yeah, he's about to crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I guess <laughs> on one stance, it's kind of crazy that Punk has that kind of power to be able to tell people they can't come in, allegedly. Bro. But also the other other stance, like, yo, see? Like, I got to respect it. You were talking kind of crazy to be online. So, like, now I see you in person. You got to have that same energy. What's I kind of You, you kind of got to respect that. I mean, is it a professional? Not really. No. <laughs> but, you know, you can't he's, be talking crazy real. like that. You got to keep it real. I think... This, this is very like this is not good at all and, and, but also this is kind of I think this locker room needs something like this I feel like there's been there's been no real everybody's been too friendly there's been no guy who like puts his foot down like yo none of that bullshit we ain't on that shit over here like yada you come to work be professional yada yada he's like he's like an enforcer backstage I don't even know how to explain it Bro, I, also- I, I, I feel like it's exposing. I feel like I, so I was telling them on the A show, fake camaraderie is very, I, I, I can just see it. You and I think yeah. o- o- over the years, a lot of these AEW talent, because they were very like, yo, we're coming at the WWE, they 
worked as a unit on the surface. But I think a lot yeah. of people who we could consider punks kids, if we're talking like NXT was Dusty's kids and H's kids, H HBK's kids, like collision yeah. niggas or punks kids. I think a lot of them felt this way and they just didn't have that catalyst to really come out and say it. So punk is empowering yeah. everyone who's on his roster to kind of, you know, like, you know, operate this way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's good to just hash this shit out. It's it's entertaining. It's not great for a company, but it's, I, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> this shit is nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony Khan was asked about it in an interview. He kind of just sidestepped it, and like, uh, you know, of I'm excited for the I'm excited for the show tonight. Wembley, 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 <laughs> Wembley, Wembley. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, we'll see where this goes. It just it's so silly. I feel like. Not only are you starting to have your fan base kind of like it's split down the middle. Like, I don't know if this is a really good thing. Yeah. I mean, it could be. We'll see. I guess we'll have to see, you know, when the time comes. But it just feels like you don't want people choosing sides on your product like that. Like, even like at peak Raw versus SmackDown, it wasn't. They were still like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, they still they still work there together. It wasn't like no real life beef. This feels like real yeah. life beef. You got, you got roster split sides. Like people are taking shots at each other on different shows, knowing that nothing's going to come of it. Cause as of now, it don't seem like the elite is willing to work with punk punk uh, from reports. We've seen punk seems like he's willing to work with them. Mm-hmm. It, I, it don't seem like they want to work with him. So, I mean, understandably. I, yeah. I, I saw, I saw <laughs> something about how the, the bucks or Omega wanted him to apologize and, yeah yeah it's it's just and grown-ass men bro these is grown-ass men men, bro just get the work bro even like if you had disagreements at work whatever but like come on man it's it's been over a year like y'all y'all not really trying to make money like that like y'all say y'all are but i get it if it could beat my ass i wouldn't want to work with them either yeah nah it's it's it's, it's, (laughs) i also i also get it (laughs) it's fuck that nigga forever i I, I feel him i kind of feel him but um yeah, that's kind of where we're at with this punk stuff. It's nothing real. Oh, also, there was a room, there's another story. I guess it was like from six months ago that Jack Perry wanted to do like some kind of segment with like real glass instead of like fake glass. And punk was like, mm-hmm. no, niggas. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess it wasn't as serious as the, the first report initially made it out to be, but I just wanted to. There's another story that went out there. I guess people are trying to get their impressions up. Um, But in more positive AEW news, all in it, it it broke the record it is officially hit 80k um so we got it we got to applaud that this is double what i said they were i, I was saying like 40 45 so for wow. them to get 80 that's i mean you can't deny how impressive that is no matter if you're a fan of AEW or not let me get the exact number because i want to i want to give them proper yeah. credit oh let me see what they did let me go on russell ticks yeah, real man. quick that's shout out to russell uh... ticks Shout out to Russell Takes. That's definitely great for them. You know, the, the the card ain't necessarily looking like it's worthy of all them people going, but uh, you know, hey, they they, they did it. So they did I guess it. We can, actually, we, we can tip eight, their cap. As of yet three days ago, according to Russell Takes, is it's at eighty thousand fifty six. Um, I I will say I'm interested to see how the crowd reacts. I'm interested interested to see um production wise if they're gonna do like a, a big stage or something like that, or what they're gonna do with that. That's gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into the all in card later. Are, just, are, okay, well, just quick. Are, are you excited for all in? Not any more excited than I would be for any other AEW pay per view at this point. That's all, all I need to hear. Okay. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be the first. I'll be the first to tell you this. I know the tagline is the biggest wrestling event ever. It don't feel like it. I don't have that at in it. I'm all, not, bro. I'm not even like 
like even WrestleMania, like when WrestleMania is coming up, I'm excited about it. I'm like, I'm like yeah. all in. I'm all, that's all I'm thinking about. Even like SummerSlam this summer, like I was, I was pretty excited for like the week before. Like, okay, I'm ready for SummerSlam. Like when it went on Saturday, I was excited. Even if I wasn't fully like that, the show itself was, it was cool. But like yeah. this, I don't, I don't feel it right now. I mean, they got one more week. Maybe, maybe I'll feel different in a week. But right now I'm just kind of like, I'm not, it's not like I'm like, I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be during the day. So like, I'll watch it when it's happening, but it's, it's, it is what it is right now. But anyway, congrats <laughs> to AEW on 80. <laughs> it's still great numbers. I mean, that's the biggest show. Shit, one of the biggest shows ever. Uh, also, WWE, the merger is, I believe, it's, if it's not completed, it should be completed real soon. I know there's been releases and hirings going on, so whatever freeze they had seems to be over. There was a meeting, and one of the keynotes in the meeting was kind of like they really wanted to in the future really have NXT be a, a sustainable third brand, which, you know, I feel like was always kind of the vision. And then it kind of went away around the COVID time or whatever. Yep. But I'm just, I'm interested to, to you. What do you think they need to do with NXT to take it to the next level? Do you think it would be like starting a tour? Would that be kind of, yeah, maybe, yeah, a, I, maybe, a, maybe a few more notable faces that we know. Yeah. 100%. I definitely think they need to get around the world more. I think every time we see them have a PLE in another city, it, it goes very well for them. The fanfare is there. The excitement is there. Um, so I think that that'll be a big part of it. I think they're doing a good job in bringing main roster talents down. Dom and Rhea are there every week. Yeah. Baron Corbin Baron Corbin might as well just be an NXT talent at this point, but he's been interesting. Um, I'm sure they're gonna at some point bring someone else down to 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 work with the talent there, but I think they have a very good foundation. Um, and they also just have like Roxanne every time she's doing something that that's a draw for them. Um, so I, I think they have a really good foundation. They have things that they can build upon. I think especially when Nikita comes back, I think she's gonna bring people in for you know for 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 for, 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 for whatever reasons. reasons. You know, Drewski reason. hands up for whatever yeah. reasons, but. Um, I do think they have something good really going there. And I think what they're accomplishing now, even with the main roster talents, like Dominic is clearly drawing. Like, I think that, um, it's a testament to 2.0 was a good project and, you know, people were trying to write it off immediately, but I think that what they accomplished in that year and then rebranding again, what they have right now, I definitely think NXT can be a sustainable third brand. Can it be to the point where they can compete like a 2019 survivor series like if, if if we look at what a raw team would be a smackdown team would be and then an nxt nxt team would be i don't know if they could put together Amy <laughs> von wagner and trick williams <laughs> bro like i don't know if they could put together a team like keith lee champa priest gunther and riddle i don't know if they could do that again but i think they could put someone out there that would at least be interesting um, but again, I think that takes time because 2019, they were what, five, six years into the, that era of NXT building up those people. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely willing to lipo this, but I think what they've done down there is, is, is great. It's definitely remarkable. All right. Next question is this, do they beat dynamite in ratings this year? They're definitely going to beat them at some point. I, they're, definitely. They're, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sure are you they're going to beat Dynamite this year at 10. some point? 
not not no like weird like not no weird like preempted shit or like any kind of like they're on a different channel or whatever if straight up they're on usa at eight they're on tbs at eight o'clock the next day you're you are 10 you're at a 10 that they're going to pass absolutely sure about it they have been slowly creeping up yeah, they have. It's. It's. I feel like it's. It's really inevitable. It's really just a matter of. It's not if, but when. Hey, if that happens, boy. <laughs> hey, man. And we have a time. I need that. I need it. All right, where are we on? Let's talk about. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to do AEW? You want to do NXT? Let's do AEW, man. All right, let's do AEW. <laughs> Are you a collider? Am uh, I've watched a few episodes. Uh, I like I've been as you've seen. I've been super busy, so like yeah, when sure. I'm when I'm when I'm out of town, I'm not watching Collision. Uh, this past Saturday was my first like really free weekend, so I didn't. I was just enjoying my free time. I was actually rewatching couple different shows like old shows like i i saw you uh quoted a tweet about like re-watching old shows so like that's what i was doing i was re-watching insecure um i've been re-watching old fresh prince episodes so i did not watch collision this past week but I, i've tapped in a few times and like I'm, I'm definitely one of those people who like the first episode i was like oh this is kind of dope but i think a big part of it was a lot of it was the former WWE talent <laughs> who were wrestling. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we know these are competent in-ring workers, so the matches are better, and there's a little more storytelling to it. Um, yeah. So I, w- I wouldn't call myself a collider, but I have tapped in, and I, I definitely can see why people enjoy it. Yeah, um, I think Coll- Collision has been probably, I would say, the most consistent show in the last couple of months besides maybe NXT. I think NXT might have edged them for me as far as just like, I'm enjoying this. I'm not bored yet. Uh, so I think that's good. I My my main kind of complaint has been the same thing every week. <laughs> it's literally been the same thing every week. Good show or fine, fine to good show. Main event's way too fucking long. Every single week. It's, yeah. <laughs> every week they made, this is another one where the main event, wild long um, CMFTR versus House of Black. It was it was one of the better punk. I think punk looked all right in this match compared to last week against Stark. Um other stuff that happened, Brock Anderson versus Luchasaurus. This might have been the spot where Ryan Emmett was supposed to be there. I don't know. Or uh, somebody else, whoever's, I don't know. Samoa Joe squashed Andrew Everett. I was kind of scared when I saw Andrew Everett. and I thought they were going to go mm-hmm. 50-50 with Joe, but thankfully, Joe said, I can't do that, buddy. So that's yeah. fine. Um, Willow, Nightingale, and Chris Statlander lost to Mercedes and Martinez and Diamante. I still don't understand why Willow is not in in the tournament for the all-in match. <laughs> she literally won um, the Owen, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Iron Savages um, had a match with the, the Acclaim. They lost the Acclaim. Iron Savages, formerly Bear Country. They hadn't been around in a while. I'm a fan of Bear Country. I think they should be utilized more. Um, but that's it, kind of with, with the... Collision. It was it was whatever. It was a fine episode, but uh, let's get into dynamite, man. Let's see what's really going on. Let's start it off. Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Wheeler Yuta in kind of a um very standard Orange Cassidy match. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was definitely a, a three a three point two five star star <laughs> match for me. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is he's he's him. Uh, I think he's very 
He's not what? him. No, he's not, not I was him. Like, say, whoa. No, 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 not like that. Not like that. He ain't him. But he just kind of like he's just a guy still after all all this time. I think his wrestling is fine, but like he did nothing really exciting about him. Orange Cassidy, I think this run, it might be time to kind of take that belt off him and get him something in, into something else. It's, but it's the match is it's getting old. Like the, the, there was a period where. And I don't know if we were like, it was a gimmick in the Discord or we really feel that way, but Orange Cassie was like carrying that show. It was like, he Orange was. Cassie's no, opening. It's lit. It's lit. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, cooking. No, like, and, he, you know, he's he's he, good in ring. He's fun. He's entertaining. But, you know, you can only, like, you can only have ice cream every day and for so yeah. long until it's like, I don't really want this anymore. This is not tasting as yeah. good. And, and not even it's, that it's been bad. It's just been like, okay, we've seen this for a while now. It's getting old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen this for a while now. Um, Post match. BCC jumps Orange Cassidy, who obviously wins. BCC jumps Orange Cassidy, and then best friends come out. They got beef with BCC after the parking lot brawl on Rampage, which was, it was fine. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was it was fine. And um, then Eddie Casey comes back. We haven't seen him since he left for G1. He he, he didn't make it to the to the finals of G1. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he did. Honestly, I don't know. What, I know he he didn't go undefeated. I definitely saw some losses. Uh, but Eddie Kingston was back. He still has beef with BCC as well. So is, he challenged him to a six six man uh, match at All In. It's gonna be oh my god, Eddie Kingston, best friends, Orange Cassidy, Lucha Bros against BCC. They gotta find three other people, and the match is going to be Anarchy in the arena. That's a big old uh, arena. <laughs> was it? Was it? Is it anarchy? It's a stadium Stampede, right? Stadium nope, stampede? I'm sorry, I apologize. Cause we're not yeah. in the arena. We're in a stadium. So it's stadium <laughs> Stampede. That's a big ass stadium. I, I, if this is like anything like Anarchy in the arena, it's gonna be a mess. I don't know how those cameras are gonna keep up with everybody. That's 12 people fighting. That's a lot. It's That's a lot. lot of people fighting all over the place. So we'll see how that goes. For what it's worth, the first stadium Stampede, I liked it. Second mm-hmm. one, it was all right. So they're 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 one for two. So hopefully we'll see how this one goes. But um, yeah. Did you have any thoughts on kind of the any how we led to this match or? Um. Yeah, I agree. The Will you the Orange Cassidy matches, whatever. It was. It was. It's just a lot. Like it, it. This show very much so felt like. Oh shit! It's two weeks before All In. Let's 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 get the yes. ball rolling. Let, let, is, let's start is, booking matches, which is kind of standard for AEW recently. They kind of they yeah. wait till the last the second to last week to start booking stuff for real, like really get shit moving. And but, it's uh, just like with this being what you're called dubbing the biggest wrestling show ever, like it's Wembley Wembley all the fucking time. Like you would think there'd be a little more thoughts. And yes, there's story there, but that just it felt like a lot like you get you get best friends coming out you get the lucha niggas coming out you get eddie kingston coming out and like eddie eddie could got a decent pop like i'm not gonna front he got a decent pop but like yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was a lot it was it yeah, was just it, a lot it was a lot going on that match is gonna be a lot uh <laughs> we gonna see how that one goes that could either be really really good or it can be fucking terrible i don't really think it's gonna yeah. be a, like an in between uh mjf and adam cole have a segment that, well the first half of it was like this another one of those goofy vignettes they've been doing i didn't really care about this one as much as like i i, I enjoyed the dodgeball one cyrus didn't really like it that much but i enjoyed it these boys um, went to outback steakhouse 
I, I don't think I, have you ever been to Outback? I've never been. To I haven't been there probably since like the mid two thousands. Like I, I think I've went once in my life and just never again. What's your favorite chain restaurant? <sighs> chain restaurant. I think Olive Garden. I, I, I love Olive Garden. I'm not going front. I'm not going front. I've been to Olive Garden three times each time. Every time was terrible. I don't. I, it, I didn't like it at all. Ugh. You bougie. You bougie. That's no. All. I'm not even bougie. Like that, <laughs> look, because if we're talking Chili's, I'm in there. That's Chili's my spot. Be Chili, Chili's. Chili's is mine. I'll go to Chili's. Chili's the, uh, Applebee's. The Chili. TGI. Nah, I gotta be Chili's. That's, that's the only one for me. <laughs> only one to get the dick cookie with the ice cream on it. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> but I'm not going for I've uh MJF Adam. I'm not going for oh. These have been more and it's a low bar, but these have been entertaining for me in, in some aspect. I, I see what they're doing, and I think this is another instance in AEW where the story has so much potential. But like they were talking about, it's like they started with a work shoot promo, they have the match, they become friends, they lose the AEW tag title match. They have they booked the world title match again against one another. Then they they're going for the ROH tag titles. Like, why am I gonna believe in you to win a tag title match when you lost already? Like, I I, I don't I I get it. Like, it's I get what TK is trying to do in booking it, but I just don't believe in in the story. And then the backstage segment backstage segment like they're fighting. They push someone into a kiddie pool. Like, why the fuck is a kiddie pool backstage with a fucking inflatable alligator? Come on, man. Like, yo, like they're trying, they're trying to catch the Aussies, on, bro. Bro, get the fuck out of here. It's too it, much. It, but, it, I, it, <laughs> but but I, I I do think that that kangaroo kick is going to play into something that oh, leads yeah, sure. to the full dissension with MJF Adam Cole. Like MJF is going okay. to like he he's about to win kangaroo kick one of the Aussie Open guys. He hits Adam Cole. Adam Cole turns like that's that's gonna play into something, but they they have something here. They're just not nailing it. Mm, I'm not mad at that. Um, yeah, I thought the goofy stuff. I thought the Tony Khan stuff was goofy. <laughs> I don't know why he had him yelling <laughs> like that. He sounded like I, a bitch yelling at them. Oh, you don't, you don't believe in him I, as an authority I, I, figure. Get I, out I, of don't, here. I don't I don't know what he's trying to prove to us. Like, oh, I can handle you know I, mean, I can handle these people or whatever. But it did. I don't know what that was. Oh, uh, but um, as far as the in-ring promo, I thought I actually liked the MDS promo this week. I thought it was really good. I loved the way it was he, good. He tied, he tied it all together. How important his belt was and kind of what everything he went through and the story of him even getting booked on All In. So I remember when I watched All In, I was like, "Who the fuck is MJF?" Because <laughs> first of all, it opened the show. I forgot who he, I think he wrestled QT Marshall. It, like it opened the show, and it was like 15 minutes long. I was like, "Who is this guy? Why is he getting so mm-hmm. much time on the show?" But yeah. um. So I, I like hearing the whole story about like Cody giving them a chance and everything. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was a really good, passionate promo. It wasn't cringy. It wasn't like he didn't do any edge lord shit. Like if MJF, I mean, yeah, if MJF was willing to do this like every week without doing the cringy edge lord shit, like this is what I would like to see. This is this is good stuff. Like he, like I, it's very frustrating because I see it. Yeah, and I think I think everybody sees it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm just like, bro, you're just doing shit. Like you don't need to go to that route to like get heat or whatever or get a cheer like you can you could just do it off pure charisma and mic skills like you had like he has that and for some reason he still wants to go for the cheap shit and it just drives it's like a it's 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 like a basketball player who has a very full game but they only want to shoot threes like deep three pointers it's it's it's, it's definitely like um 
LeBron. I don't know which era LeBron. One of those eras LeBron where like you're just sitting there like, yo, you can just drive every time, bro. But he just 2011, 2011 LeBron when he first went to the Miami Heat. Yeah. And like, you, and like he was just shooting threes, kind of like just playing a game that you was like, wait, who is this nigga? Like, is, I, is there I, watch a I watch this man single-handedly take my team out in the playoffs by himself and score like 30 <laughs> points in like in a row. I yeah. see what that man can do. I saw he did the Pistons. So like I see what yeah. that man can do. So just to be like shooting threes like that, it's the same yeah. thing. I'm like I I know what you're capable of because you've done it a couple of times. Yeah. But then you on that other bullshit, like yeah. which you know sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Like like LeBron's three, sometimes it be hitting, a lot of times it don't. Be you know yeah. what I mean? So, ah uh, man, it, it can be frustrating, but yeah, that happens, and then Aussie Open comes out, they attack. MJF and Adam Cole. Adam Cole still get the upper hand. I still don't fully understand why you have your main event working the pre-show. I don't know where this is going. If it's they're really trying to get people to really watch the pre-show too, they just keep saying it. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. something angle-wise is going to happen. Absolutely. I, I just don't know why you would do that on the pre-show. Yeah, I don't. Now, I don't get I don't, that either. It, like it's not crazy. Like far-fetched to have like main event guys on the pre-show doing something wwf used to do that all the time in the 90s they had stone mm-hmm. cold on sunday night heat or whatever but to have them working a match <laughs> that's yeah. crazy like you're going to like ruin the like the adam cole baby pop like, you didn't ruin that like all like, you kill it in the first hour like and also uh, assuming they lose one of them is going to get pinned so it's like how yeah, am i supposed to believe that you too. Going into a world title match when you yeah. got pinned on the unless, pre-show, unless they win, <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're winning. I don't all. either. I don't know. I, the, the, I don't. Man, I hope they have a good idea. I, I'm not going <laughs> to say it's the worst idea ever, but I'm questioning. Like, yo, what is this even? What's going on? But um, we 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 did get that tease. Adam was standing behind him, looking like he wanted to super kick him. So you know, they're the they've been, they're, they've been the, doing that a little bit. They've been doing it a yeah, little bit. They're 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 sowing those seeds. I could see the turn. I could see the Adam Cole turning. Um, he should, because if he doesn't, he's gonna look like a lame, lamer than he already looks. Yeah, I wonder what Roderick Strong kind of involved in this as well with the kingdom. Oh. So we still got that going on as well. Oh, Boys, yeah. speaking of old brother, uh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Death Match. I want to apologize to LA Knight and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I, I called that the worst match of the year. That what did Sid say? Sid Sid was in my mentions. He said, um, "Shout out to Sid." He, was, he said that made it look like um, what exactly? I wanted to make sure I get the right quote. What did he say? He said, uh, "Shoot, I can't even find it." It doesn't matter. But basically, he was like, "That shit made it like fucking Kenny Osprey," um, compared to this fucking this. <laughs> this, this, this <sighs> like, Dog, it's I, just like, uh, go ahead, go ahead. WWE has had some bad uh, promotional matches too. I understand this is for the the Friday night, the, uh, the excuse me, not Friday the Thirteenth, the um, Texas, Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw video game. I understand that. I get it. And we saw we talked about WWE doing the zombie thing. wasn't the best thing. This Mountain Dew match wasn't the best match. I, I can at least give you some redeemable qualities about those matches. This match, this Nothing. match was a this match was a mess literally from the start. As soon as the as soon as Jeff Hardy music hit, everything just went downhill. First of all, he comes out through the ring, and then he goes up to the crowd into some random ass red room with a bunch of like weapons on the wall. You know, very uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Uh, I get I get the reference, but just like in this, Jeff Jarrett comes out, attacks him. Then Karen Jarrett comes out. Then Matt Hardy comes out. Then everybody just this is ten thousand Satnam Singh comes out. He's choking him like 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 Leatherface would. And then like, <laughs> mind you, it's mad dark in there. It's just a, just a red light. You can't really see anything with really going on. You can't like it took me like mad long to figure out Jay, Jay Lethal was in there at some point. I don't remember him coming out. Mm-hmm. Half the match was in uh pay, was was in commercial break. Um, they dumped fake blood on Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett's head for reasons. Um, I don't know why they had that on hand. <laughs> it then it's just it's just, um, it's just a really I don't even know how to explain what happened. It was just a lot of wrestling, bad wrestling in the dark. You couldn't see what was going on. The commentary didn't know what to make of this. It was just a mess. And this <laughs> and then, you know, I thought and then it gets to the ring. Some stuff happens. I think uh Jeff Hardy just swamped down to the table. Everybody's ten thousand people fighting outside the ring. <laughs> And then Leatherface, someone dressed as Leatherface comes out with a fake chainsaw <laughs> and like boots Sanjay Dutt and then like scares off Karen Jarrett with the fake, with the fake, um, chainsaw. Is this, is this to you, is this robot, RoboCop level bad? Uh, I think RoboCop was before my time, so I can't, I can't speak on that, but what I will say is this is definitely one of the worst matches I've ever watched in my life, if not the worst match I've ever watched. Like, you, it's it's okay to have interferences, but they stayed the entire time. You might as well have booked a multi-man match. Like, you really could have. Team versus team, because <laughs> you have them come out, do their thing, you somehow get them out of there, go back to Jeff versus Jeff. Cool. The niggas were there the entire, from the moment the <laughs> bell rang, they were, they were there. They did not leave. Like, Jeff and Jeff felt like afterthoughts after like at certain points yeah i'm just like bro come on man like the trash and then the nigga coming out with the fake mask the suit just look he looked like he was wearing a halloween costume like you got to make it a little more believable bro okay if it's not comparable is it comparable to the zombie on the first episode of wwe ecw uh you remember that did you watch the first episode i i don't i don't remember it was literally that. the first match of w, the, the new ECW. Brand new ECW. They started back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing you see is this guy dressed up like a zombie. And then the same man comes out and beats him up with a with a, uh, with a fucking kendo stick. That was literally the first thing you I, You got to go look it up when you get to it. I'll have to go back It's so... Like, that, you, like you, everyone knew ECW was doomed from that moment, right? Right? The first <laughs> match. I said, yeah, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> but yeah, this was... um. I don't know if WrestleCrap.com still exists, but this is peak WrestleCrap if I've ever seen it. That was it was not good, not good at all. Um, did, did 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 that make you want to go buy the video game? No, I heard the game was actually good too. That's the worst <laughs> part. I heard the game is good. Let me see what the ratings are. Oh my god! I heard the game was good. I don't know anything about it. I'm not familiar with it. Oh no, I got a six on IGN. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust IGN. Where's the Metacritic? It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm still on Diablo. But um, yeah, man, that oops, that match atrocious. I I, I kind of wish Cyrus was here for that because so I could hear what kind of reaction he would have had. Because man, if he didn't hate AEW enough before, after, man, look. Anyway, main event: Bucks versus the Guns. This was kind of just a standard old like Bucks match. I thought I was like it was. Nothing yeah. really like they didn't really do anything like it was just a regular old match. It, I guess it was fine. It, yeah, 
truthfully i was i was getting ready to record so i was like kind of watching it but not really so i i I didn't see all of it you genuinely didn't miss anything that was it was just (laughs) a regular if you've seen a young bucks match within the last 10 years it was it was that match it was pretty much it they got all their spots in the guns they were the guns um what the hell happened afterwards didn't um what happened oh fucking um bullet club come out they attack the young bucks they're gonna take out matt or nick i forgot which one and then ftr comes out to save the day so we gotta they want to they want to save the team they gotta wrestle it all in and then they have a little stare down that kind of ended the show are you excited for this match i like i want to be because like i think this has been a long way to match as far as um the the bucks and ftr again but i just feel like like cyrus has kind of gone over it but i feel like they blew it like they had their chance when like FTR was really, really on top. It had all the gold and stuff. That was the time to do it, and they just didn't yeah. do it for whatever reason. This feels like it's almost a little too late. I'm sure the match is going to be good, but man, I wish they would have did this sooner. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as hot as it would have been had they done it before. Like it'll probably be fine, but I, I don't get excited for too many things in AEW anyway. So excited isn't the word for me to use. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens and who goes over, but um. Yeah, no, nah, it's 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 kind of yeah, it's it's past the point of the intrigue that it would have drawn. For sure, for sure. Look at the quick hits. Kenny Omega, he has an interview with Jim Ross. Jim Ross, boy, they let him. <laughs> they gotta let him go home. He he did not sound or look like he was doing well. He doesn't. Um, I hope I hope he gets some. I don't know if he needs rest. I don't even know what he needs to do. He just it, every time I see him, I'm just sad. See, like, damn man, this ain't the same Jim Ross I grew up on. Yeah, it ain't the same guy. But uh, Kenny Omega had an interview with J- Jim Ross over at Daly's place for some reason. Um, and he, he kind of gets randomly attacked by. I, I don't think I'm missing any like context, but he gets attacked by Bullet Club. I don't remember. I don't remember at any point Bullet Club being aligned with um with Don Callis. I might I might be mistaken. Maybe he did, but uh. Yeah, they attack him. And then Hangman Page has a, has a, a segment afterwards. We were kind of at the hospital after Kenny Omega gets at attacked. At the hospital. Yes. <laughs> at the local medical facility or whatever the fuck they're at. Um, he's basically like, look, it's going to be me, Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega versus Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita. So that's going to be the match for all in. I'm... I'm kind of shocked Kenny is not in a singles match at all in. I figured that'd be something he'd want to do, but maybe... That's what I expected. Yeah, they're going to do Kenny Takeshita. Maybe they're saving that for all out. Which, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this match will be... I'm sure it'll be. I like... I've, I've liked Bullet Club work so far in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. I've liked... Takeshi has been fine. I think um, Abushi. I'm a little concerned because he didn't look very good at Blood and Guts. He looked at out all. of shape. He looked washed up. Didn't look good. I hope he's in shape for this one. He got plenty of time notice. He got two weeks to get his shit right. Because I'm looking at him. He got to redeem himself for that last performance. Um, but uh, Hangman, Hangman to me right now personally, he's ice cold. I don't. He doesn't. He, I, he, he looking like a bitch inside yeah. on the show, outside the show. 
He's cooked. He's, getting he's cooked. He getting punked out. He got to redeem himself too. Kenny, Kenny's Kenny. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. But the mother two, I don't know. Yeah. Man, <laughs> what what else is going on? Um, Chris Jericho. Speaking of more Don Callis content, this was a really long promo. I felt like it didn't need to be this long, but um, Chris Jer- Don Callis has been trying to recruit Chris Jericho for weeks to get into his group. Um, Jericho said, "I'll think about it. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys know." We get to this segment tonight where Jericho says, "Yes, I'll join your crew." <laughs> And if, I guess Don Callis, for some reason, thought Jericho was going to say no. So he had a whole painting commission of him holding uh, Chris Jericho's severed head. <laughs> I don't know why. Why did he do that? <laughs> Bro. Oh, my <laughs> God. Very, very silly. Uh, very not a smart move by um, Don Callis. And then Don Callis was like, fuck it. Takeshi attacks him. And I'm sorry, not Takeshi. Will Ospreay attacks him. Oh, no, Takeshi does attack him, but he takes him out, and then Will Ospreay comes out and attacks him afterwards. And then, so, it looks like we're going to have Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho at All-In. It's interesting that he gets the singles match and not Kenny Omega. <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sure this is a... Has this match happened before? That If not, this is a dream match for somebody. I don't... I'm, I'm the wrong person. I don't believe... I'm not this a big is, Will Ospreay guy, so I don't know if he... I don't think he has. This is definitely somebody's dream match. Like, when I saw it, I was like, okay, like, that's an interesting way to get to it. And, okay, cool, two big yeah. names in respective yeah. demographics. So, all right, fine. Oh, no, Osprey's going to be over on, when I, on, in, uh, at Wembley. This is probably yeah. like a dream come true. This is probably good. This That's a dream come true for him. If anything, is a dream. I'm sure for, I don't, where's Osprey from? He's not from UK, right? Oh, he's from UK. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. like, could you imagine working at Wembley? Like, that's insane. That's like yeah. that's big time. So I get it. I'm sure he's fucking ecstatic to have this match. It gets Chris Jericho of all people. But the match itself, I, I have no faith in it. I think Will Ospreay is a fine talent, but I don't know if they're going to be able to Will Jericho into something of note. Just not, not, 2020, not 2023 Jericho. Um, Nick Wayne and Darby Allen defeat Gates of Agony. Uh, Gates and Abney, they don't win anything. They're a bunch of jobbers. So this was a pretty much a, a, a competitive squash, a gentleman squash. Truly uh, did after, not give a fuck about that match. <laughs> yeah, Swerve and AR Fox were on on top of the ramp. Uh, Joker Sting returns. I guess that's Joker Sting. I, I, I didn't watch Joker Sting in TNA, so I don't really know much about it besides that he's just Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, he kidnapped Chris Nana. So <laughs> free Nana, I guess. <laughs> just keep that nigga it's cool are you excited for the uh the casket match i still don't understand why this all. is a casket match it seems not, to be not at all not at all like swerve trying to sell this with that tweet talking about being an xxl and all that and then he got a match with sting it's like bro this is 2023 sting you're not you're not you can't flex on nobody getting a match with 2023 sting and it's a coffin match so you you're gonna take that l so yeah, whatever. Long as AR Fox isn't wrestling the Shiesty again, it can't it can't get anywhere. Yeah, he really out there in the Shiesty. That's crazy. He might be the first one. Him. They ain't letting him in Wembley with the Shiesty. They always can't come in. Can't be with the man. Them, you know they be wearing those. They got the got the blade <laughs> on them. See, all right. Let's you think one. you think TK is calling us uh, Central C to pop out? That'd be wild. <laughs> 
I wouldn't even be mad at that. Honestly, <laughs> shout out to, um, shout out to, shout out to that that Davis that Davis Central CEP. Should be hitting for me. I love that. I love that. Um, Britt Baker defeats the Bunny. It's, it's Britt Baker season. You know what time it is. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sheeta. Back to rampage. Trash match. Trash back match. To, back to rampage for Carl Sheeta. This match itself. Uh, the Bunny's been she's been gone for a while, so I mean. Good to see her back, I guess. But yeah, this match was pretty much a Britt Baker squash. She's been, she's been getting a lot of those lately. I'm I'm, I'm in fear that it, it might be time. Uh, it might be it might be dentist time. So just, you know, y'all be prepared because mm-hmm. it, it, it seems inevitable at this point. Um, last thing on the list: House of Black attacked the acclaimed. They've been kind of going back and forth for a little while now. I don't really know going the Billy Gunn thing. Last two weeks ago, I think it was on Rampage. I think I thought Anthony Bowens had a really good promo. Um, it was like a little like a little interview vignette. He did a really good promo asking for like Billy Gunn to come back and what like Billy Gunn meant to him. I think Anthony Bowens has a lot of potential to be something special. Mm-hmm. Um I think he had the promo. I think he can, I think he's a good worker. Um I think he, he kind of has it all, but obviously uh with my man named Max Caster is the star of the show, so yeah, but but I think both of them are really good. It, it's I, it's a shame that their organic chemistry was just iced. Like they just, yeah, just they, got put they, on it ice. Was, it was so like they lost. They get they win the tag belts. They're the most over tag team by far. FTR's the most go, overact on the company. They were the most yeah, overact. Absolutely. FTR's go. FTR comes back. They win the tag titles, and they just kind of get rele- relegated to uh, Rampage for like three months. Doing really a whole bunch of nothing. I thought, why would they do that? It just it was really strange that that kind of just happened like that. Very similar to Wardlow, except I think they're much more interesting than Wardlow, and they have much more of an upside than Wardlow. But it was just like, why would I don't know? Very, very strange. <laughs> it it doesn't really get talked about. It's one of those things that I feel like same thing with Wardlow. I feel like it wasn't getting talked about until now. Now I see like tweets about like Wardlow, like yeah, like what do we do with Wardlow to save him? I'm like I don't know. Like y'all already kind of fucked it up. Yeah, y'all had your ch- you had your chance. You kind of just like you dropped the ball. I don't I don't know if it was on him. Maybe they like lost faith in him or whatever. But we haven't seen dude in weeks. Yeah. Um, no, too, it's it's a shame because the, the the and I think we all know there was a point where Wardlow really could have taken off. And bro, he, he was, was so he was stifled. They, they bro they they spent three years with this MJF Wardlow shit. Three years they've been teasing this. We knew it was coming. We were all ready for it. They do it, and they literally like kiboshed it, like literally the next day, or, or that next show. It's like, bro, <laughs> what was the point? I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Um, that's AEW. Unless you have any more thoughts, are you excited? No. You want to briefly <laughs> just look at the All In card? Let's see what we actually let's go look at that real quick. I want to see AEW All In twenty twenty real quick. I'm gonna go over the card briefly. We still got a couple more weeks. I'm sure some more matches will be added. But What's the date at... for that for All In? Is 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 that September tenth? No, it's um August twenty seventh. Oh shit! I don't know why I thought it was September. August twenty seventh. I I think I'll be free that day, so I'll probably be watching. I the next All Out no All Out September September second I think or something. Uh, yes. We have <laughs> we have Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole on the pre show. FTR versus the Young Bucks. Karushita versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Britt Baker. Uh, Darby and Sting versus Mogul Embassy in a tag team coffin match. Golden Elite with uh, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page versus the Bullet Club Gold of Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Takeshita. 
Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Lucha Brothers versus Blackpool Combat Club in three to be announced in the stadium stampede match. Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho, MJF versus Adam Cole. Um, not the worst card I've ever seen, but it still don't feel like the biggest event of the year. Yeah, uh, it's it's good that the card is short-ish for for AEW standards. No, it's not. It's, they got they got eight. They still got two more weeks to book. That's true. Magic. Punk, Punk's true. not even Punk's not even on the card yet. Fuck, you're right. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, never mind. So we <laughs> never still got mind. Punk, Punk Punk Joe. We know it's gonna happen. They haven't announced it yet. And then I, there's a couple guys and girls who ain't on the well, guys that aren't on the show yet. That probably, yeah, we'll see. We got. They're probably gonna, gonna be like day. they're probably gonna do like four pre-show matches because they usually do like a good amount. Jungle Boy not on the card yet. There's a lot of people not on this card yet. Oh, fuck. You are so um, right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So we'll see. Um, but let's get into NXT. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about NXT and then we'll do predictions for uh, Heat Wave. D'Angelo Family versus the Dyad. Um, I wanted to get into this just because we get more development within this Creed storyline where they're obviously <laughs> infiltrated <laughs> the, uh, the, the, uh, the schism. And this this was a, a pretty decent match for the Dyad. I've been hearing rumors about the Dyad that they're still going to leave. Their con- their contracts expire in October, so they got a few more weeks left before they're up. They they did ask for their release earlier this year. WWE was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all going to work. And ever since they after that release, they've been on TV every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michaels outly, outwardly said, like, yo, I don't want them to leave. I really like those guys. So hopefully they change their mind. But it's just rumor right now that they're not going to resign. They're going to do whatever, either be Impact or or uh, AEW. I think personally, I think if they go to AEW, they're going straight to Ring of Honor. So they really didn't make any movement. If they go to Impact, if they go to Impact, I can see them, you know, doing something like how subculture works, um, where they can go back to the states. I mean, I'm not sure back to the uh, to the east, and also work in the states. Uh, but yeah, Dyad versus D'Angelo family. I hope this is kind of the end of the D'Angelo family stuff, and they can kind of work with some other tag teams. Who are the, I'm trying to think. Who are the other men's tag teams on NXT? There's well, uh, Malik, e. Malik, and, Malik, and my man, um, and uh, Idris. E. They got them. Yeah. They got the they got the two big boys with the uh, with the uh, scripts. Oh my god! They got uh, the, the, they got the country boys. They got yeah. Tank and Hank. They got some teams they can work with. They got they can so, some stuff so out. So pretty much D'Angelo family are holding these belts for a, a significant amount of time. Yeah, I think they deserve it though. They they've been building to this. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no problem. I'm just trying to think like who are any like I'm sure they can put together matches, but what matches I'm sure are they got like they got they got ten they got ten team ten teams lined up in the PC right now, just ready to come up. You already know the vibes. <laughs> it don't stop. Um. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on the match itself, or match was cool? Angle, match was cool. Um, I, I definitely enjoy the the Creed brothers in the mass stuff. Like Julius did not hide who he was at all. <laughs> My man, his all, all the all the signature moves. <laughs> it, it's always specific. Day only he does moves like that. So you like you straight yeah. up off the top. You know it's him. You know what this reminds me of? It very much reminds me of. Um, do you remember like in the two thousand? I don't know if you were watching, but like Los Conquistadors when it was Edge and Christian under the mask. But also, yeah. like everyone knew it was him, but they couldn't prove it. It's, it's very much becoming that, which is all I think those kind of angles are always really funny to me. Or you know, Mister America, we can do something like that more, yeah, more recent. But like, 
This is it's <laughs> it, a it's a common WWE trope. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my it's actually one of my favorites, and I'm surprised they don't yeah. do it more. But it's like it's blatantly obvious who it is. But yeah, man, just like <laughs> no, this is cool. I, I I'm still not like I kind of wish the Creeds were leaving. I don't think they need to be there anymore. I really don't. And I think the main roster tag team scene is kind of lacking anyway. So I think they could really help that out, especially on SmackDown since they don't have Pretty Deadly right now. Yeah, I would I would like to see them go go up. It's interesting. Like I think we were all excited for Sammy and KO to get the titles, and they've kind of had them in a holding pattern. And now KO is hurt too, so it's just like, yeah. you know, we we have the street business now. We the Viking Raiders. There are teams. It's just the division is kind of being held up right now. Like yeah. they've only defended. They defended against Street Profits the night after Mania. Pretty deadly. Uh, Roman and Solo, and I think those are their. I think those are their only defenses. And it's no, been they, defend, they defended on Raw. I, th- I think they defended against Dom and um, Damian. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like four defenses, and it's been four months since they won the titles. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's it's a it's a good reign. I'm really happy for them, but it's it's kind of interesting. We just go from the Usos having it in the holding holding pattern to Sammy and KO kind of doing the same me, shit. Me personally, this is this is Quan booking. Uh-oh. I think that <laughs> if KO is not coming back anytime soon, and it seems like Sammy's elbow, I don't know if that's going to heal anytime soon. I say just let just strip him of the belts and just put the belts up at this point. Put SmackDown tag titles back on SmackDown, put the Raw titles back on Raw. This is, I, a, this, is a, yeah. this is a perfect way to split those belts up. It doesn't make anybody look weak. It's just a situation where you know they got hurt. I, I feel like they might end up doing that babyface thing where some team comes and like jumps Sammy a bunch of times and he does that bold, courageous thing. It's like, I'm going to defend them by myself. And then he ends up, he puts up a good fight, but loses the match. Like it it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just so, because I I think stripping them would suck. Um, Like it would make sense, but I feel like that would suck. We, did we know how long KO is out for? I'm not sure. Mm. But all of that to say, I'm I'm definitely ready for the creed to come up because if 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 they stay, they don't need another tag title reign. Like I don't I don't think they need that. So bring them up. It's time. Uh, Trick Williams. Mm-hmm. This is time. Yeah, I think this is this is put up or shut up time for Trick Williams. Like let's see if you really about it. If we can get this, we get this shit moving. I think Trick Williams has improved greatly in the last six months, maybe the last year. In ring, he feels a lot more comfortable. I think since they've started the the house show loop again, it really helped. He's one of the people that seemed like it really helped them out. He seemed way more comfortable. It's like him and maybe like Vaughn. They feel way more comfortable in the ring now than they did six months ago. Yeah. Um. He had the match with Drew Gulak. I thought it was a fine showing. Um. I still he's still missing something. I think he needs some like real signature moves. Yeah. I guess that just come with time when he figures it out. But this is really Trick's kind of first time on his own mm-hmm. and it did look bad it looked it looked very promising i'm very much looking forward to him versus dragon off that's the real test if he can yeah. handle a dragon off match if dragon off can carry this man to a three and a half match first of all i'll say dragon off top three in the world off top two i'll just be super impressed with trick if he can keep up with that come up with them keep up with the intensity i'm really looking forward to that um yeah i'm i'm concerned because dragon off as you said is He's up there. I think Trick, the potential is there. The, the, the character is obviously great. 
Um, yeah. And he he has improved in the ring, but he's he's missing that spark. He's missing. It, it, it kind of looked like the wheels were still turning against yeah. Gulak. And Gulak's a good worker. I remember we all said like, "Oh, Gulak's gonna make him look great." And I don't really think Gulak gave him a lot. Like Trick kind of won off of. Or, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Trick has a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also that. Like that. that that's the thing. Like he can be. Kind of like what like a LA Knight is, where LA Knight has those few moves where he gets the crowd going, and like you know, all right, the match is about to end soon. He he doesn't have those yet. Like his finisher is ass, um, but but he has potential. He, he's athletic. He's a good look. Um, so I I think he can get there, but he's definitely not there yet. So him versus Dragonoff, I'm 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 worried. I'm definitely worried. I'm not there. I think the match will be fun. I just want to see if he can keep up. Because that was my question with Dragonoff, uh, Carmelo. Because Carmelo is really like. That's not really his style. Mm-hmm. He's more of a flashy kind of like he's more indie indie ish. He kind of yeah. He 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 kind of wrestles more like AEW style low key, like a lot of springboardy shit and shit like that in a mm. way. But obviously, obviously with like PC training, but like if, I can see if this was a different time, he might have signed with AEW instead of WWE. But mm. just just in in general, I think. The sky's the limit for Trick. I think he can be something special for them. I think he could be like a real breakout, kind of like how how over Solo got <laughs> when he was in a, when he was in NXT. I kind of out of nowhere, like people were. I like I didn't like. I remember when they first announced him. I was like, okay, it's Uso's little brother. But like, I didn't mm-hmm. really. But all of a sudden, the crowd was like really fucking with him. I think the crowd really wants Trick to succeed, and I think Trick, yeah. if he puts the work in, I think he's gonna succeed. I think he, it's gonna yeah, be he's. Awesome. He's he's got a play into that. He just needs like three or four flashy moves to yeah, really, so like to. You need to go. To, uh, you need to go talk to Booker, bro. I'm t- I keep saying him and Booker T have the same exact body type. He that's to what I was gonna to, say. I, they have the same. He's like all legs. Yeah. I don't know how tall he is, but I, I think Booker's like six six three or something. The trick looks tall, but a lot of them NXT niggas be short. So. Yeah, they be looking <laughs> tall. You know, how tall is Booker T? I met Trick uh, at SummerSlam weekend. He's, I mean, I'm, I'm only five nine, so a lot of niggas are taller than me. But like, <laughs> he's, he's probably like a good like Trick is probably like a good like five eleven, six foot, probably maybe six one. Maybe, no. maybe a little taller, taller than that. I don't know. He don't have Wikipedia. I can't even see. <laughs> he got Wikipedia. He's, uh, he's probably like a good He's six four. Okay. Oh wow. I'm about, I ain't no say. I'm about to say I'm six foot. I'm about to say he's taller than me. <laughs> I think good for trick. Yeah, I mean you got the body, you got the look, yeah. good on the mic. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of great on the mic, I thought. Well, before we even get to the promo, Wesley versus Dijak, number one contenders match. I was really looking forward to this because I don't remember if you remember their first match they had on the uh, pay per view, mm-hmm. whatever one that was. I forgot when that they just went crazy. I thought it was gonna be another one of those or like maybe like a shorter version of that. It wasn't. It was still a good match, but I was like, damn. I was kind of really hyped for this for this yeah. match. Yeah, I, I I I expected it to be better. It, it wasn't bad by any means, but it was it was passable. It was good. It was yeah. good. Like I I liked the injury angles for both. Um, there was a point where Dijak hit, hit the choke slam, and then he had like his leg over West pinning him. And when West kicked out, he hit Dijak in the knee. I was like, okay, that was like an interesting detail. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was it was a good means to an end. Yeah, and so Dijak he kind of goes back to whatever he's doing with Eddie Thorpe. Um, as far as Wesley goes, Wesley's been kind of pressing Carmella for the last couple of weeks, like <laughs> very CM Punk Ryan Nemeth style <laughs> pressing. 
I like, yo, Wesley's very angry. He lost the championship. He wants Carmelo's. Uh, Carmelo's throughout the show was just kind of signing autographs, doing media and... shit as the champions do. Wes is like, look, bro, I won the match. Let's get this, let's get this contract signed. Meet me in the ring. He brings the table with him for reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to bring it with him. <laughs> Sitting have one handy in the ring. Um, and then, yeah, I think Wesley has a really, I thought was a really strong promo. I, I think both guys had a really strong promos against each other. That was really, I thought it was a great way to sell the match for next week. And I'm just like, that was really cool. It was really cool until the end. <laughs> for some reason, Wesley decided to double stomp the, the, the table. I don't know. Was that supposed to look cool? I don't think it looked cool. It, looked I, I, it was definitely meant to look cool. He's, he's showing fire. He's showing aggression. It didn't really hit for me like that. Who does but, that? Um, you know, I, I I saw where he was going with it. <laughs> Who does double stomp the table? But as far as the promo goes, I think him talking about like kind of what he's gone through and how people have already really doubted him. You know, and I can't even front. I was one of those people. <laughs> I, I think we all were. Like, I, I was literally one of those people. Like, yeah, this isn't gonna work out. He's cooked. But, well, you know? <laughs> when you when you go from a tag team guy and like MSK was awesome. Like, I loved MSK. Yeah, I loved MSK. I, I think we just always saw them as MSK, but he's really established himself as like no, this nigga is Wesley. Like, he's great. Yeah, I, I tweeted. I tweeted earlier. I was like, it was low key a blessing that you know um, I forgot my man's name that guy he got released because this was probably what Wesley Nash needed. Carter. Nash Carter, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, this is probably Wesley. I don't because I don't think Wesley would have took this step otherwise. So I think this is probably the best thing to happen for his career. Thankfully, Nash Carter, you know, he's back on his feet. Um, he's working, so it's not like he's he, he ain't like a Chinetti situation or whatever. It's just like you know, shit happened. But man, I'm just really happy for Wesley. I think we were all kind of watching him his ascension from you know to the point where we, we thought he was going to get released. Yeah. <laughs> To the point where where he's at now, where he's main eventing, you know, a championship match on XT, and you know, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be mad if he won it. I don't think he is, but I wouldn't even be mad if he did. Uh, so that says something. Mellow, I think I kind of talked about it last week. They're definitely Shawn Michaels booking him, like '96 Shawn Michaels, kind of <laughs> putting him through these kind of tests to really yeah. like kind of take him to that next level. I think we all know he's good. But I think you're gonna need like this gambit of like people to really get through to really solidify. I'm like I'm him, like you know what I mean. Like the, so, it's more than the catchphrase. Like it's for real. Like this dude really is that dude. And NXT. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this match. I think they're gonna have a, a really good match. Um, we'll get to predictions afterwards. But yeah, I'm I'm really yeah. I'm looking forward. I thought this was a great promo segment from from Wesley and and uh, Carmelo. For sure. Quick quick hits. Um. This would have been the worst match of the, of the two shows if it wasn't for the Texas, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw match. Dana Brooke versus Blair Davenport. I don't know. Poor Thoughts? Blair. <laughs> Poor fucking Blair. Like, hey, did Dana that fit? She was looking good in the fit. In in the ring, hashtag moves on mute. Like, it's like like how Drake said she a 10, but she good on mute. Mm. Dana, she she a strong seven, but she good on mute. Her moves, on it was, it was not hitting not hitting at all like i don't you know there's there's i feel like there's so many other talents they can bring down to be an enhancement talent for the nxt women squashing dana really doesn't do anything for anybody at all so yeah it didn't hit for me poor blair honestly poor blair and really bad on dana to be in the system for so long and not get better i agree <laughs> uh yeah dana brooke 
Not it. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. It's been 10 years. You don't look any better. Um, And the opposite of that, Baron Corbin comes out. He's like, yo, I got Gable season the fuck out of here, bro. He ain't coming back. (laughs) And everybody collectively says, yo, thank God. Mm. Um, So I guess, I I don't know if that means he's done for good. We hear rumors that he didn't resign or he's not coming back. So, I mean, if that's the way he went out, See you, nigga. <laughs> yeah, next man up. College. Yeah, next man. He ain't lying. Uh, man, what a what a uh, a bust of a draft pick from Raw from three years Bro, ago. <laughs> like if you just think back to WrestleMania 38, him coming out to the ring in Dallas, suplexing Gable, like getting drafted to Raw. Oh my God, the expectations for him, the Big hype push. for him. Yeah, just kind of just get booed out the building. Yeah, that's tough. You hate to see it. Um, yo, but yo, did, did did you feel like Corbin was in his John Cena bag with the, with this promo? He was definitely in his vet bag. He was he he was in that Cena bag, like like really like ripping niggas to shreds, calling out the locker room when Vaughn came out, really like getting at yeah. him. Like you know, like, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely you definitely on the Cena edgy edgy Cena bag for yeah. sure. Um, he calls out Von Wagner. I'm not. He doesn't call him. He's just talking talking about Diego. Von Wagner comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, who are you? Like, you, you, you know what I mean? You ain't that tough. I'll fight you right now. And, you know, he's like threatening to put him through a table. So, they, you know, they have words. And then Vaughn gets on the mic. Has a, you know what? Not a bad promo. He's all right. He's all right. Hey, as, as far as I he, see from Von Wagner, that was probably the best promo I've heard him do. He cooked Corbin, called him to 10 gimmicks. I was like, hey, man, you, you, you he, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> Me personally, about Corbin, I would talk about his head. Pause, but you know what I mean. You know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mustafa Ali, um, he finally got his his, his uh, politician promo off that he'd been trying to get off for a year now. Um, if y'all don't remember, a year ago he was he was on Twitter, kind of back when he was like in his "I want to leave" bag. He's like, "This is this is a promo I was gonna do, but they squashed it or whatever." So he finally got the promo off. It was, it was, you know, I don't really know where he's going, but he got to do it. So I'm happy he got to do his political, political, whatever the hell that was promo. Do you have any thoughts on, the, on that promo? That shit was insane, bro. It was absolutely insane. <laughs> I uh, I didn't I, really I, fully pay attention to it. I got to be honest. I don't know what he was talking about. Lost me. It, it, it lost me. Just because I, it's, 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 it's Mustafa Ali at the end of the day, bro. It's like. There's no iteration of his character, and he really hasn't had too many iterations of it that I'm really moved by, and that that didn't move me. Like, is it sports entertaining? Probably is for someone. It wasn't for me though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have much interest in it. Um, especially kind of how the how the last match ended. I, I seemed like obviously his match against Axiom, we kind of ripped the mask off and then pushed him off the damn off the damn turnbuckle to the floor. So. I mean, it seemed kind of heelish. I don't know where he's going. I'm assuming he's going to be a heel type thing. I don't. I maybe I'm kind of over the like the whole patriotism type um, gimmicks. You know, from a heel perspective or a face perspective, I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. This has been done. It's been done to death. Um, Tyler Bate versus Joe Coffee. If it's Joe Coffee, I'm automatically zoning out. I don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Did anything happen? Honestly, I I I, I didn't really pay attention to that match. It's either, fine. So we, we I... can we can we can skip right ahead of that. 
Um, <laughs> Tia, Tia Hill versus JC Jane. Tia's still in her um her, her edgy teenage phase. I feel that. I know. I know that pain. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a really big fan of Tia. I I really like her. She's got fire. She's like I don't I fuck with her and like I I, I like this chapter in her story with Chase U where she's not fucking with Duke and Andre and Andre's trying to motivate her and then Andre and Duke are screwing her out of her matches like it's gonna lead to an interesting type of you know I, I feel like at some point some some guy is gonna come in on her behalf and, and fuck up Andre and Duke I don't know mm. who it's gonna be the Jack um, boyfriend Going yeah, on. I don't, I don't know who, but I think it's it, it's it's very high school. It feels very high school too. So yeah, it does. I don't know, I like it's, it's fun. It's now, really fun. Now that you brought that up, that's really interesting. I hope they do that. Yeah, um, yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing the, doing this the match was whatever. Yeah, JC Jane whatever. is not not it. Like like Gigi's really bad, but JC's just bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's fair. Yeah. Let's get into the heat wave prediction real quick. Let me let me pull it up. Heat Wave 2023 NXT. Let's see. Yeah, the card. Oh shoot. Did no Wikipedia for this? Love these special Tuesday PLEs. Me too. I'm rocking with this. All right. Baron Corbin versus uh, Von Wagner. What do you got? Who get is, uh, is uh, Baron Corbin getting tabled? He's definitely going through a table. I, I actually think Vaughn's going to win. I do too. I don't see any reason yeah. for Baron Corbin to win. I don't think he needs to. <laughs> so, yeah. And Vaughn's low-key getting over it. It took a while, but we're finally here. I would like to point out, I've been riding for Vaughn <laughs> last year. I, since, he, since he debuted, I, I, I saw the vision. You were King, King, King Vaughn Hive. You definitely are. <laughs> I was King Vaughn Hive from the jump. Slide for Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm also thinking Von Wagner. Uh, Trick Williams versus Dragunov. Trick is 100% losing. It's just a matter of how badly he's going to get his ass beat. But Trick is definitely losing. Do you, you don't think it can be... How competitive do you think it's going to be? I, I, I think Trick is going to get his shit off. I think Dragunov is going to do more for Trick than Gulak did. But ultimately, probably at the end, it's going to be one of those sequences where like... Dragonoff hits a super lethal move and then hits like his finisher and just like it just like punishes Trick at the end, like really punishes him. But I do think Trick is gonna have Yeah. But I I think Trick is gonna have a good showing. One of those like, yo, like word, like shout out to Trick for doing that. So Yeah. Yeah. He definitely gonna take his uh his his whooping for sure. Um Judgment Day with Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley versus Dragon Lee and Lyra Vicaria. I thought the little segment between Dragon Lee and Lyra was actually pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny, sir. <laughs> he was like, he was like, like whoa, hey, whoa, I'm, I'm a I'm girl. A, chill out. I'm a, I'm a family man. You got to relax. Um, <laughs> and then she, she tries to say some word in her language to him. He's like, Raraki tacos? I'm like, yeah. It's fucking nuts. Oh, so yeah. I feel like Dragon Lee and Lyra will win this. I think Dragon Lee pins Dominic so that we can run that back. Mm. I do think the North American Championship is is for Dragon Lee's to win. But also, Dom's kind of getting them ratings. I don't know how 
<laughs> if they want to have Dom lose that belt anytime soon. But as far as this match goes, I think we have Dragon Lee pin Dominic Mysterio to get his win back. I'm torn, man, because it's Dom. It's Dom and it's Rhea. Yeah, like, Rhea's pretty much unstoppable for a while now. While, while Dom has been looked at as the guy, it's like, oh, if Judgment Day is in the match and Dom's in it, yeah, you can always pin Dom. Like, Dom be yeah. figuring it out. Dom be finding a way. And, and with Rhea there, like, like, I trust Rhea as his tag partner more than Damian or Finn. So I feel like I could see some screwy finish and Dom winning. But I think to create that necessity for dragon league in the title match like it it would make sense for him to pin um dominic so i think in my heart i'm gonna go dragon lee and lyra but in my mind i'm like i i could see dom and Rhea pulling this off man <laughs> all right so wait, so pick one what do you what are you picking i'm, I'm I'll, I'll go dragon lee and lyra too okay i'll go dragon okay. i'm gonna make sure you pick something um <laughs> NXT Heritage Cup British Rounds match. Nathan Frazier versus Noam Darm to see who's the real British Cup holder. Um, first first question, how do you feel about the Heritage Rules? Are you a fan of Heritage Rules matches or are you kind of not rocking with the rounds? I don't, I don't really like it. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. It's weird. No, I, it's definitely not for everybody. It's, it's, it's such a weird, it's such a gimmicky thing. Mm-hmm. I, I can see how it, you know it's almost kind of reminds me of like when the Ring of Honor had the pure real pure rules title and had all like gimmicks with it. It's very similar to that. I've grown to appreciate them watching them when I was watching UK at the time. Mm-hmm. I really grew to appreciate the rounds matches, um, but I understand like people don't like it because like it kind of stops and you kind of like shit like something will happen and you just got to stop. Yeah, so like, there's no real like might as, might as well do an Iron Man match. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I do think Noam Dar wins this. I don't think he was ever supposed to lose the belt in the first place, um, or the cup, I guess, in the first place, and then kind of continue whatever they were going to do. It really felt like a situation where I think he got hurt and they didn't realize like it wasn't as bad as they thought it was, and they kind of jumped the gun taking the cup off of him when they probably didn't really need to, really need to. Yeah. So I think they're going to kind of you know get everything back to normal where they were going to go with it. And so Noam Dar wins this. Yeah, I I think just. With the way metaphor is being positioned right now, um, I think it would make sense for Noam Dar to do. I do think the match, like while I don't like the rules of the match, Noam and Nathan Frazier is going to be really good. Just just go that crazy. pairing is going to yeah, be fire. They're going to go crazy. Yeah. For sure. All right. Main event: Carmelo Hayes versus Wesley. I think I'm pretty sure Carmelo wins this, but it's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, there's a world where I see this not ending clean. Me too. I could, I could see. I don't, I don't want to say a double count out, but I don't know that. That would be lame. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You think like, this? This is gonna go to no mercy. Yeah, I, I don't think this is not gonna be a one off. Like it shouldn't be. It's, it's this feud has a lot of fire. Like Wes has yes. been in Melo's face for a while. Like them teaming up and then things falling they're, apart. They're, like, they're the two, they're the two dot baby faces on the show. Yeah. So like this, this is something you can and should get as much out of. As you know what you this can. is? I'm gonna tell you exactly what this is. So Shawn Michaels had his Vader match. He had his Mankind match in '96. This is. <laughs> This is the equivalent of Sean and Brett '96. This is this is this is mellow. This is mellow. What the two top baby faces going at it? Yeah, for the yeah. gold. 
Yeah, yeah, what if they? No. Get, what if they? Yo, what if they have a? If they have a fucking Iron Man match, at No Mercy. That, that that's what I was thinking. I was like, because this match well, is not going to be the end of it. So like, what steps could you do to give this could, more fire? They could do the Iron Man match. Wow, Iron Man would be hard. I'll but be, also, I'll be, I'll be thirty minutes. Don't give me an hour. Give me thirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever do an hour Iron Man match on any brand ever again. But I think. You can really get a lot out of out of those two. Um, so yeah, I, I guess and the NXT also loves those like weird gimmick matches, like when they came up with the what was it, the Iron Survivor or Hard Fire. Um yeah, it was great. Or the <laughs> or the the match people tweeted about this week, the one that had Cole Gargano, um that fatal four way, that shit pissed yeah, me off. Finn. So. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it, might, it might as well have been a championship scramble, but they did whatever with it, like I don't know what get, oh, you could also go ladder match to kind of play on the play on the, their history. Well, Wes won the title. Well, actually, yeah. no, like you probably want to. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I regardless, I, I think Melo's going to win. But th- this feud is not ending. But I can also see something where it's like, I don't know what because you don't want to do a DQ finish. I, I don't think you want to do a DQ finish. Well, maybe if Wes like kind of goes crazy, gets mad and uses a chair or something like that would make sense. Yeah, but then, bring some edge but, to his character. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I, you don't want to do, do a double count out. You could do some type of screwy finish where Melo pins him, but it's not fully clean. Like, There's a couple ways you can go about it, but I do think Melo's going to end up retaining. It's going to be a great match, um, and I think it's just going to be a launch pad to make this feud even even hotter. I'm with you. Well, Armand, thank you so much for taking your time. It's getting late. I know you got you got stuff to do. <laughs> I want I want you to plug whatever you got going on. Please let people know where to find you. Yeah, yeah, on. man. Um, of course, I'm on the A Show Network. We're on the A Show Network. Uh, Rewriters Room is currently on our mid season break. Um, we will be coming back in the fall to finish up season four, crazy round season four already. Um, you can check out my podcast, Stay Busy with Armand Sather at Stay Busy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're also in a summer break. Season five will be kicking off this fall. Crazy to say that. Um, but we've got some bonus episodes throughout the summer you can check out. We interviewed Taylor Rooks, Vernon Davis, Damian Priest, Ricochet, talk to Drew, Drew McIntyre, and yeah. LA Knight. So yeah. we got some we got some episodes for you to check out. And then you can check out my writing, of course, Vibe Magazine, Armand Sather. You can follow me, Twitter and Instagram, and TikTok at Armand Sather. You can find everything I do there. Um, and make sure you follow the A-Show RNC. Tap into the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the A-Show RNC. Multiple tiers, different benefits, different perks. Um, and yeah, keep listening to The War Report. A, good, a great show. Love these guys. Well, first of all, thank you for doing my job for me. <laughs> go, go follow all that stuff that you said about the A-Show. Um, also, if you're lucky enough, if you're outside, you might see uh, Armand outside because he'd be you outside. Might. <laughs> but also, yes, like like Armand said, please follow the A Show account, the A Show at RNC on all on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Threads. We don't have a Threads. <laughs> uh, we don't know. <laughs> I don't even think we, we have, have a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we do have a TikTok. We do have a. TikTok. We do. Oh shit! I guess yeah, we do. I don't think anybody posts. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Follow follow us everywhere anyway, because you never know. We might start posting stuff on there. Yes, um, follow Cyrus on Cyrus on TWR. On Twitter, please follow me at the comeback spot. That is the comeback spot. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Armand, again for being on the show. 
And I will see you guys next week with Cyrus. I'm sure Cyrus will have great wedding stories to tell us. Any good thing that happened at the at the at the party or whatever. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. <laughs> have, a, have a great week. <laughs> oh shoot.